My family left the northern English textile factory town of Bradford and moved to America in the early 1980s when I was 16 years old. It happened so fast that I never really had a chance to say a proper goodbye to the place where I spent my childhood. As a teenager, you tend to focus on the future rather than the past, and because my life after college and in New York was busy and full, I never had a desire to return. This actually might not come as a surprise to anyone who has ever lived in Bradford, for until my parents saved up enough money to move us to the suburbs, we lived against the backdrop of factories, mills, graffiti-ridden tenement buildings, and run-down council estates. I remember the entire city looking like it was covered in soot. However, 16 years later, now living in New York and working as an actor, I'd recently closed a successful run of my one-man show, Sakina's Restaurant, which I had written and performed at the American Place Theatre in New York City after several years of development. The play was critically well-received, and it ran for almost six months in the tiny black-box theatre below 46th Street. It was the culmination of several years of hard work for me, with write-ups in the New York Times and movie directors and VIPs coming to see me perform. It was my first brush with success in a business that I had been struggling to make it in for almost a decade. Through the process of workshopping the play, performing, and rewriting it, I managed to excavate what I thought was the story of my immigrant experience. As solo shows often are, it was a personal and cathartic performance and became a way for me to examine how my own issues of identity and dislocation had affected me. As I performed the play every night, I had the sense that I had uncovered something that had lain dormant in me for a long time, and I could not put it back to sleep. The play that I thought would put the pieces of my dislocated identity together actually just shone a spotlight on the pieces that were missing— and I realized after some time of denying it that those pieces were back in Bradford. I began to feel nostalgic for the city of my childhood. I thought about returning to the house that I grew up in, my middle school and boarding school, the reservoir where I went sledding as a child, my dad's corner shop, and the makeshift little children's theater where I first discovered my love of being a performer. This feeling came about suddenly, and I couldn't really understand it or afford it, honestly. Traveling to England is expensive for anyone, especially someone making an off-Broadway theater actor's salary. My opportunity to return presented itself serendipitously a few months later. After one of the performances, a screenwriter friend mentioned my show to the famed Indian film director Shekhar Kapoor. Shekhar and I became friends, and for a while thereafter he would buy me lunch whenever he was in New York— he also happened to be working with Andrew Lloyd Webber on what would later become the musical Bombay Dreams. During one of our lunches in New York, he mentioned Sid Monton, a festival that Andrew put on every year at his country estate. Shaker thought that my show would be perfect for the festival, and he told me that if I came out to England, he would set up a meeting. It would be a wonderful addition, and I'm sure Andrew will be very excited, he said. As I left the restaurant, I marveled at the strange circumstance that was about to accompany my return to England. It felt somehow fated. I didn't sing, and the only Weber musical I had ever seen was Jesus Christ Superstar, so being invited back to England in this manner felt akin to being invited to Rome to meet with the Pope. You kind of have to stop making excuses and just go. Returning to England in this way also felt like a tremendous accomplishment. It would be a triumphant return, I thought. 
the little Indian kid from Bradford who was called a wog and chased home from the bus stop every night, returning to perform his Toast of New York play about being an Indian immigrant for the British aristocracy. I was pretty chuffed with myself. As I walked around my apartment for several days singing Ah, Sifman V, Superstar, I'm gonna be best friends with Lloyd Webber. Several weeks later, I found myself sitting in the offices of the really useful group, Andrew Lloyd Webber's headquarters in London. His associate finally came back into the office with an apologetic look on his face. I'm so terribly sorry, he said, but Andrew has to leave. He feels dreadful for making you wait, but something has come up and he has to dash. When do you go back to New York? The day after tomorrow, I said, standing up and gathering my things. Oh, that's too bad, he said as he led me to the door. He has time next week, but you won't be here. I could tell from his tone that he had more important things on his plate than talking to some unknown actor from New York.